Right on. Get your greasy little face up next to the radio because it's time for America's favorite radio program, Animal Stories. And now here in person is the Animal Stories news team anchorman. I, your charming and delightful old Uncle Lair, and him in, in person, little Tommy. Hi, Tommy. Good morning, Uncle Lair. Good morning. Hi, everybody. Again, as the shadows of night fall graciously upon the major metropolitan city in the Midwest, the boy in the box who was I cautiously enters Uala. And good evening, boogie checkers, and a good evening to you. Is this a functional unit? Once upon a time, the biggest names in rock were seen around the world in black t shirts emblazoned with the name of a Chicago institution, a radio station. The loop. Home to gods of radio. Home to gods of radio. And gods of rock. While most stations played made bands, the loop made the bands that they played. It hacked its way through a jungle of mediocrity to a land as dangerous as it was exciting. The rest of the world first experienced this power in 1979. The infamous Disco Demolition. <laughs> 90,000 Loop listeners showed up at a stadium built for 50. And Americans ask, what kind of radio station could influence untold thousands in such a way? And the answer, this kind. It was born in the year of Star Wars. And in Chicago, it was the force that was with you. The force was with you. The mighty loop was as tall as Jordan, as strong as the fridge. In a world full of wannabes, the loop screamed. In a landscape crowded with emptiness and pockmarked with sameness, the loop kicked ass and took names and addresses and phone numbers. Then later, after the Stones interview, the Loop ran home for a quick shower, then called one of those phone numbers to set up a private interview. Yes, that was a metaphor for the Loop getting laid. Hello? The Loop got laid a lot. The Loop screamed with dangerous hosts, dangerous comedy, and dangerous music. As it grew, it made money. And more money. And little by little, an institution became an investment. A melting pot of genius became a few pages in an annual report. What the number crunchers couldn't grasp is that with some things, putting profits before all else ultimately leads to lower profits. They couldn't see that what made the loop huge in the first place wasn't cost-cutting or homogenizing. It wasn't consultants or research. It was talent, brilliance. It was magic. 
closely Then I'll sing Right Defy me once and I'll be out of kids welcome to another exciting episode of the original red pill show today sunday may 2nd 2021 this show is for entertainment and educational purposes only please use At your own risk. This show is copyrighted by me and Freedom Revolution Network. No part of it can be reused, rebroadcasted in any way, shape, or form without our written consent, or you could just ask. Finally, the show is opinionated. That's why we do it. The host, especially me, callers 815. Hey. Wow. <laughs> Just start playing whatever you want to do. I mean, geez. Wow. Callers 815-290-0912. People, guests, people that are naughty in the chat room aren't always will be opinionated. 
under no circumstances whatsoever. Should opinions be taken as advice? If you're seeking professional advice, we strongly encourage you to hire a license if required. Person in his or her field, little Tommy. Hey, man. No, that's his name. Broadcasting live from the wonderful state of Florida. Where the weather is just gorgeous, and it's just so nice to not freeze your ass off in the snow from my hometown, town, really, state of Illinois, if you don't live there, Illinois, if you do, I really don't miss that at all. Sorry, I just don't. The wind blowing up your ass and you're doing heating and air conditioning and you're on a roof with 20 below zero. And uh, all you can hear is, is it fixed yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, not really, though. Most of my customers are very appreciative. It's either that or you break your pipes. Uh, it's somebody bugging me. I'm sorry. You know, every time I start doing a fucking show, it's. My phone blows up, but no, just all day long. Really, nobody's uh, bothering me. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Tim's doing a show. It's time to bother him. So somebody's asking me for something. By the way, uh, the statistics, because I've been doing more than one show a week, and quite honestly. It's probably going to sound insulting, but uh, I'm bored off my ass. Had a great day yesterday. Went to a graduation party and uh, came home, and I'm just a little bit bored out of my gourd. And um, I was on Twitter, and there's people expressing their concern for knowledge now this isn't guidance this isn't me telling you what to do big 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 disclaimer i am going to share what i have learned and what i do i am not telling you what to do but there's been a lot of people reaching out asking I don't understand crypto. I don't understand Bitcoin. I don't understand any of it. It's confusing. And quite honestly, I went out of my normal structured procedure that I do when I was buying Bitcoin. And I'm like, yeah, this can be really confusing. Really confusing. And uh, it started getting me a little bit wigged out. And I'm like, okay. So I think the process that I have 
learned. Nobody told me how to do it. Nobody explained it to me. There are great YouTube videos. I can't say enough about crypto Casey. She's so funny because she said on her accounts that she's people think she's like an AI avatar or something. Uh, and, and when you watch her, I could see that. I, I could actually see that people probably think she's some type of made up avatar on YouTube, but she insists she's real. And uh, she's actually broadcasting from her house and her bedroom and showed her studio for her podcast, which is her closet, which is a great idea for sound sound muffling and things of that nature. So she's real. But if you have anything that you want to learn something about, or you're confused about cryptocurrency and specifically Bitcoin, I think she, for me, has been the best resource that, I have found now I'm going to start here how I got into it and um, how I evolved to that. Somebody's asking me for something. So I'm sorry. I just want to get this out of the way. I'm, I'm a male and my multitasking skills are not that great. I don't want to hear that, well, you told me to do this and you do that. I'm going to share what I do and I may slip and go and you should do this. So I'm going just to say that that is not the correct way to phrase this, but there is no script. There never is a script. And I'm seeing more and more people asking about cryptocurrency because they don't understand it. So I'm going to put it in its most simplest terms. Right off the bat, I'm going to tell you that if it seems like I'm talking down to you, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to break it down again to the simplest terms. So. Okay, so is that fair enough? The the phone's open, 815-290-0912. Again, I'm not telling you to buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, a Dogecoin, whatever. I can't do that. I won't do that. I have picked my own altcoins and, of course, Bitcoin at my own discretion and free will, and it's what you need to do. If you think that you're going to get rich, you know, go for it. Oh my God. But Bitcoin can be very volatile and so can the altcoins. So I'm just telling you based on experience. Okay. So I guess I really don't know where to start here. Let's see if I can't get onto YouTube. I have no idea why. Hello, Vivian. Vivian's in the chat room. Welcome. Podbean chat room. Those letters are just barely 
big enough for me to read. Is that fair? Just so you know. StreamYard, there's nobody in the chat room, but that's because um, It's because I can't get on. I thought about getting on Facebook Live. I think I'm already on somebody's Facebook Live. I'm on Facebook Live, Freedom Revolution, I think. Let me check that. I don't really care. I don't really set this stuff up. I just use it. So, Facebook. Let's go to Facebook. And then Revolution Network. This computer, I got my internet fixed, and the computer slower than shit. And so, explain that one. Then I did a speed test, and it says, "Oh, you have a very fast internet connection." Me too. Oh, so if we get into this, I like talking about crap. Obviously, do a show. Cobra Kai season four. If you have not seen Cobra Kai, you even remotely. Look you're going to love Cobra Kai. So just watch it. It's put it this way. So far, my all time favorite television television show. You know, that's debatable because I really should be careful here. Sons of Anarchy. I'm almost done with it. Never seen it before. Followed by Cobra Kai. Followed probably by the $6 million man, which dates me. But when that came out, the show was just like the shit. So that used to be my number one show. But uh, yeah, I really have to say Sons of Anarchy just blows them all away. Gemma. All her sayings are just like off the charts, man. It's like, really? That show is just so dysfunctional and insane that it's awesome. If that makes any sense. If you think you're a mess of life, go uh, watch Sons of Anarchy. It starts really getting crazy in season four. But Cobra Kai, they just put on Twitter that they're going to, uh, they're done wrapping it up and filming it, and it'll probably be out, I don't know, by the end of the year, if I had to guess. Or I think I saw that. So check that out. All right, I have to stop doing this. Okay. All right, so Facebook here. Somebody won. Somebody said something on my page. What'd you say? Oh, there you go. Okay, Dwayne, thanks. Dwayne's restreaming it or some crap. Let me see if I'm Freedom Freedom Revolution Network, where it never works and nobody does their show. It sucks. There you go. Hmm. Let's see if we're on there. Probably not. Not. Yes, I am. Well, hello there. Okay. I have to go to the chat room here just to. Oh no. Huh. Okay, so obviously, 
a lot of damn i'm close to my fucking computer sorry about that a lot of uh the comments and everything are probably from youtube which was giving me fits and i complained to the owner and she just goes hmm she goes hmm i'm like yeah okay thanks there scarlet that helps quite a bit just trying to do show her i'm gonna hear about that one all right eight one five two nine zero zero nine one two. here we go are you ready to get educated not advice i'm gonna keep saying that not advice got one person watching hello <laughs> it's a record actually the stats have been pretty impressive i'm i'm impressed and it's awesome i really thank you for listening sharing the show i'm doing some homework and research on the Nuremberg trials which is very interesting that's all i'm going to tell you and i'm not going to comment on that until i do my more of my homework but let's see we got 2700 downloads on podbean i'm not going to close this account because you all y'all been with me for a while and quite honestly There's more he is here than anywhere, to be honest with you. I got a lot of people following me, so thank you for that. And we're all around the world, but this is what, man, I cannot believe it's May 1st already. Can you? So it's the end of the month, but this is reporting for the entire month. Just like yesterday, 12 downloads yesterday, 62 in the past seven days, 138 in 30 days. 2700 in all time 38 percent increase over last month i mean i'll take that by the world the united states is number one united kingdom number two india those poor people number three Italy, it's a Ferrari, Israel, which we're giving $17 billion for, too, so allegedly. Don't ask me why. According, oh, I never plug her. Trish Regan has her own podcast and a bunch of other um, social media alternative platforms. She used to be on Fox Business Network. Phenomenal. She's getting a little irritated about things, and last time that happened, she got in trouble. <laughs> so... But uh, I love it. I love her. She just really, the way she do, does things, I highly encourage you to check out her show. Just type Trish Regan and she'll pop up. She does like a half hour to 45 minute podcast. She has a private group on Facebook that's like $5.99 a month. I joined that. It's actually a big reason why I joined Facebook because she's like, come to my private room and she's actually responded to me i said something oh i just said exactly and agreed with her and then she i don't know she said something i don't really care maybe she liked it i don't know i can't it's not a big deal to me i just don't remember but that just shows me that she's paying attention and she's doing what she said she was going to do So let's see, what did I say? Israel, Mal uh, Malaysia, Canada, Ecuador, Jamaica, Japan, 
Moldova, Philippines, and unknown. I don't know who that is. United States of America is Florida. Illinois, I can't fucking believe that, but okay. Really? That, I don't know. I did such a shocker. Uh, regardless, thank you. Texas, California, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, home of John Carter, Arizona, Wisconsin, India, India, I said India, Indiana, same difference. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. New Mexico, New York, Pennsylvania, and Washington State. Thank you very much, Canada, Ontario's one, and Australia. They don't want to listen to me, so that's perfectly fine. So thanks to all of you for sharing the show. All right. We're going to get into this. Now, I'm going to try to explain it to the simplest terms, so don't get mad at me. I'm not trying to make you feel bad or stupid or anything like that. This is a very complicated thing that can be broken down to its most simplest terms. Then after you get some type of understanding of it, you can do your own homework. And how I'm going to explain this is, of course, how I did that. So I can share it with you. I can't tell you what to do. I won't tell you what to do so that's why i'm putting this in the content or context or whatever word you want to use this is how i learned and what i do and what i'm doing to this day comprende cool okay so don't everything i say of course just like anybody else is debatable so well yeah tim but you know blah 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 yeah no shit i know that okay i'm not saying this is the only way it's not. And that's where the confusion comes in. And holy shit, what's all these altcoins and what's this and what's that? And how do I buy it? And how do I sell it? And blah, blah, blah. But where do I store it safely and all that stuff? I don't get it. So I'm going to break it down and use an anal analogies or comparisons too. So you can, you can associate it with something to understand it. Cause that's what I did. Okay. Is that cool? Is that all right? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird not seeing hardly anybody in the chat room. That's fucked up. YouTube wouldn't let me sign on. Big shocker. All right. So I got into Bitcoin, uh, well, like in 2015. It popped up on my radar. I think it was like 500 bucks. Two people. Oh, gee, thanks. Appreciate that. Two people. No, I know there's way more than that. I'm just kidding. Thanks for joining the show. 815-290-0912. Going to be a lot of questions. I just want to help you, just like everything, to understand this so you can do your homework and be pointed in the right direction to buy, sell, hold, store Bitcoin. And I'm going to show you how I do that or tell you, but it attracted me because I just kept seeing it. This is like back in 2015 and it came, came about around 2008. I'm not going to get into all these facts and chronological crap. I'm just going to get into me, how I stumbled into it. So unfortunately that was the very beginning of my life 
taking a very hard downward trend. And I thought I bought one Bitcoin at 500. I wish I did. Oh my God, I wish I did. But for some reason, it was really hard to do it back then. Very confusing. Didn't know. Then you need to prove your identity, know your customer, all this kind of crap. Um, which the whole idea of Bitcoin is totally anonymity, but some people don't like that. And you're hearing kind of fear tactics from everywhere. That all it's for the black web. Is it the black web? The dark web. Sorry. My apologies. At least I caught that one. The dark web and it's for criminals and this and everything else. I've never seen a TV show. Actually, Sons of Anarchy, as a matter of fact. Because it would have just came out right then, actually, when the show was being broadcasted in real time. Every time they dealt with the drug cartel or the uh, Irish buying their guns, I never saw a briefcase full of Bitcoin. It was always good old U.S. dollars, cash, not dollars, a lot of dollars, but yeah. So, <laughs> although there may be some truth to those statements, that's not what Bitcoin is solely being used for, at least not by me. So that's all I can say. This is about how I do it and what I think. In my process that I do it. But there's fear, there's fear mongering and tactics and scaring you. Oh, it's this and that's a Ponzi scheme. It says you're just gonna have to do your own homework and make your own determination on that. The first transaction with the Bitcoin, some guy used the Bitcoin to pay for a pizza. I don't recall what how much that was. I would have to assume it'd be like 10 bucks. And that's when it all started. So at that time, a Bitcoin was probably worth 10 bucks. Right now, it's like 50, what is it? 55 grand, something like that. Crazy. But unfortunately, my life was taking a downward trajectory, so I could not invest anymore into anything, to be honest. Otherwise, if that wouldn't have happened, I don't even want to tell you how many Bitcoins I'd have right now. I can't even guess. But life throws you some curveballs and you have to live on life's terms. So there be it. But now, I really don't have a choice. The only way I'm going to recoup anything, if possible, is to buy Bitcoin and some altcoins. And I'm 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 not going to jump into the altcoin too much cuz I don't want to confuse anybody. I really just want to specifically stay with Bitcoin cuz if I explain Bitcoin, that pretty much will apply to the rest of them. Like I said, this is like crypto 101, but I want to use Bitcoin. So I started buying it because I was wiped out from my divorce. I gave my ex all the assets. I took all the debt. I had to file bankruptcy at 55. Yeah, because it'll be two years coming up in June next month, actually. And I really can't do jack shit. 
as far as buying a house or whatever I want to do until after two years of filing bankruptcy. Never thought it would happen. Never. I just never say never as I can tell you. So in that whole time, I've been doing my homework on Bitcoin, reading books, the Bitcoin standard, watching Max Kaiser and his wife, Stacy on um, the Kaiser report, watching, you should write this stuff down. You really should. Or go back and listen to it and write it down. Boom bust on Russian television. They have a crypto section. Robert Kurosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. There's one specific episode regarding cryptocurrency. Phenomenal. He's even uh, woken up to the fact that Bitcoin and crypto's where it's at. So it's starting to gain popularity. In the market cap of Bitcoin, I don't even know what it is. It's like in the trillions or something. Here, I'll look it up. Hang on a minute. I just want you to understand the dynamics before I get into this. This is nothing to mess around with. This is pretty powerful stuff. I don't think this is a Ponzi scheme. I don't think it's a scam. I don't think it's going anywhere, at least not anytime soon. I'm looking up Bitcoin right now. And let's see the right way to do this is this. Okay. Market cap of Bitcoin is 1.1 trillion. Trillion. T with the T. Do you have any idea how much money that is? That's more hamburgers than fucking McDonald's sold. I mean, it's a lot. I don't know if it is, but that's a lot. In the short time, Bitcoin's been open. The market cap or value of Bitcoin. The value of the whole Bitcoin market is $1.1 trillion. In 13 years. So wrap your head around that. If 1.1 trillion is just going to go bye-bye, that's cool. That That's, my opinion is, opinion is it's not. It's going to take a long time for this to go bye-bye for some weird reason. What that reason would be, I don't know. And I don't think I'll be alive if anything happens. So I'm just telling you that right now. It's just my opinion, my homework, and my experience on Bitcoin. You're going to hear all kinds of reasons why not to do it. It's this and that. And I don't understand it and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, sure. But that's fine. Those are all legitimate concerns. Not downplaying that. So like in 2015, it caught my eye. I would have pursued it. I didn't. I know I'd have at least 10, if not 20, and they're at 50,000. So I'd have a million bucks. I have no doubt. I really don't. Because I was doing my own stock investing and things like that. And I, I did the annual 20% return. Did it all myself. 
So I'm pretty confident I probably would have had at least 10, if not 20 Bitcoins by now or more. And because uh, I was investing $1,000 a week. So if Bitcoin was $500, it's two Bitcoins. I mean, hell, I'm being very conservative. I would have bought two Bitcoins a week, probably for a year. That's over a hundred. That'd be $5 million right now, right? Get 55,000. Yeah. So anyway, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, but I have no doubt. I, w I have no doubt I would have a million dollars in Bitcoin. I just put it that way. So it got my attention, but then I had to fall back off of it. And I went through some stuff and uh, started my life over, divorced, blah, 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 blah. There's no simple IRA, 401k, that's going to get me what I need. Social Security isn't going to be there. If it is, it ain't going to be jack shit. My union pension, who won't even call me back, they might call my lawyer back, won't give me a statement of what I need or what I've acquired in my retirement fund. And I don't have a pot to piss in. The only thing I got is my Bitcoin and some altcoins. That's all I got. Now, that that might seem to be, oh, you're such a loser. There's a lot of people that are like me or worse or even scarier is they haven't had any financial setbacks, which God bless you. And you still don't have a pot to piss in. The great thing about Bitcoin is it's decentralized. So what does that mean? That means that it doesn't go through a bank. Pretty much. There's no central place that you need to flow your money through. Like when you write a check or send a payment, all that's processed through your bank. There's no bank. Bitcoin transactions are like you sending a text message to another person that has a Bitcoin wallet. That's as simple as that. That's how you send Bitcoin to somebody else. You just need to know their address, which they send you. And then you send them X amount of Bitcoin to them. And it goes through the blockchain, which is a process of a bunch of computers on the internet in the, in the network that process all these calculations and algorithm algorithms to verify the transaction. And it's not so much what's the right answer, but it's done by eliminating what's the wrong answer. This is very basic. It wants, it's like the combination of a lock. And once all these computers figure out what numbers it's not, then it leaves the last number that is. That's why this takes so long. And then when it's finally put together, it's a block of information that's thrown into a general ledger, which is a chain. And it cannot be broken, changed, altered, anything of the kind. That's 
that's essentially blockchain technology. Think of it like you get your statement from your bank and you see all your transactions for the month. That's a block. Except every check that went through or debit card charge or whatever in your checking account, they're all put together and bound by a chain and cannot be altered. No matter what. So there's no funny business in books or record keeping. And for that matter, this is just my opinion. I think a lot of accountants are going to get put out of business here because why do you need an accountant when all this is on blockchain? Because once it's done, it's done. And once it can be programmed and put a certain asset, assets, liabilities, tax lines, in your software, your accounting software, like QuickBooks, which I use for my business, or Quicken for yours. The software can be altered, the accounting, but the the information cannot. And when blockchain, which the government loves it because it's like a self-auditing thing. You're not going to be able to make a penny or spend a penny without them knowing. That's why they like that. Cash will be gone. There's no reason for it. There's no under the table crap. There's no cash tips. So therefore, every single transaction, if taxable, will be taxed. That's why they like blockchain. So they're going to take that part of the crypto space technology and use that, of course, but they don't like Bitcoin because it goes all around the banks and the entire system of the banking system. They can't make any interest off of it. Not to mention Bitcoin is in a limited supply. I'm pretty sure this is where you got to do your homework. I'm pretty sure there's only going to be 20 million coins mined. Mining is like you getting a shovel and going out and digging for gold. That's mining. And miners get paid in Bitcoin to create Bitcoins from processors, usually graphic cards, there's a technical name for them, to finally make a Bitcoin, but it costs so much to do it in energy consumption. Last time I checked, to mine a Bitcoin costs like a thousand bucks in electric. Again, don't quote me on it. And then once you mine a Bitcoin, by all these computers running to create a Bitcoin. It's finally processed and boing, it's up there. The nice thing about, and then it's on the market and you can buy it just like gold. Once it's dug up, cleaned up, put into coins or put into um, bricks, ounce bars, whatever bars is what I'm trying to say. 
it's there for you to buy. But there's a lot of intrinsic value just to get gold out of the ground before you even can buy it. And a lot of people say there's no intrinsic value behind Bitcoin. I beg to differ because the mining cost for electrical consumption is pretty intense. So there's some intrinsic value to Bitcoin right off the bat. Usually at least a thousand bucks, if not more. That's just my opinion. So it's not like somebody just hits a few buttons and bam, there's a Bitcoin. That's not how it works. It takes a lot of computers, a lot of powerful computers, all the miners and a network with all their computers mining a Bitcoin. Now, the things about Bitcoin is, is that every four years, I think, whatever the amount is going to be made is in half. So they made up these calculations 21 million Bitcoins are going to be made. And after so many certain calculations or so many are made or whatever, then the amount that's left is halved. And by the time like 20 years goes by or something like that, 20, I think it's 20 years. By the time that comes up to 21 million Bitcoins, there will be no more Bitcoins. What that does, it's that's just basic supply and demand that the less you have of something and the more people want it, the price is going to go up. Unlike the dollar and other world currencies, they keep creating currency, which causes inflation, which causes lowering of your purchasing power. This is bass Ackworth. Your money and your purchasing power, Bitcoin, is going to become stronger. So that's why I say, and a lot of people don't, and I'm not going to get in arguments, that for me and my understanding and how I figured this out is that Bitcoin is like anti-inflationary. And in fact, I think on a global scale, you're getting your inflation back. It's kind of like turning the clock back with prices. That's why, in my opinion, you're seeing Bitcoin go through the roof in dollars or other currencies because it's winding back the clock of inflation. You're actually getting your purchasing power back and take taking your devalued dollars and buying Bitcoin that's a stronger currency and wealth builder and wealth retainer because it's anti-inflationary or non-inflationary. I hope that makes sense. So don't think, well, look at all this money I'm making. No, you're, you're really kind of getting your, your inflation and your money back, your purchasing power back. It's not necessarily although it is, but it's not necessarily going up in value. You're just retaining and getting back, in my opinion, your purchasing power that was taken from you by the currency being printed by the government or the Federal Reserve or the Treasury or whoever. The, do your homework on that one. The more money they print, the less yours is worth. Inflation right now, I literally just went to the store 
and they're all getting creative by making smaller portions. Look a little bit closer when you go shopping next time. Like, well, this used to be 32 ounces. Now it's 28. Or there used to be 50 chips in that little bag, and now it's nothing but a bunch of air and 10 potato chips. Or my sandwiches are a little smaller. I just went to BJ's Wholesale Club. I was going to buy me a couple porterhouse steaks. Those things are usually an inch, at least an inch to an inch and a half thick. I mean, just wonderful. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm salivating. I'm like, I want a nice porterhouse steak on a grill. I'll treat myself. The thing was half the size, thickness, and the price was the same or more. It was like 30 bucks for two porterhouse steaks, but nowhere near the size that I'm used to getting. Inflation's creeping through the system and they don't want to raise prices. So what they're doing is they're decreasing whatever you're purchasing. So you think the prices aren't going up like a gallon of milk. Now it's three quarters of a gallon, but it's the same price and yada, 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 everything. Just pay attention to it. I'm not saying they're trying to be sneaky or pulling over, but they're so scared to raise prices because everybody's going to raise holy hell. So they're lowering the quantity of what you're buying, like a gallon of gas. Gallon of gas is, you know, pretty much three bucks, right under three bucks out here. You know, you're going to get 0.89 gallons for the same price. So they're increasing the price, but they're not, they're lowering what you're buying. You understand what I'm saying? I hope so. So they're getting really cute with that, but it's getting really bad now. That just priced me out of the market of buying a steak. I'm not paying 30 bucks for two steaks that are freaking a half inch thick. I ain't doing it. I'll stick with chicken and hamburger and turkey and whatever else. So inflation is definitely coming up because of all the money they're printing, but they're not going to tell you that. And it's going to come in energy prices and it's going to come in food. So watch it. Pay attention. In my opinion, Bitcoin is like anti-inflationary. Just my opinion. That's why you're seeing it go up. I mean, it's been stuck where it's at now for about a month. But at the end of the year, it was 20, like right over $20,000, $25,000 a coin thereabouts. Look at, look up a chart, BTC, look at it. And it was 25,000. This is May 1st. Now it's at 55,000 highest 64,000, if I'm not mistaken. And now it's just been hanging around 55. It's crazy. So from December to May, it's doubled. Doubled in dollars. 100%. Some of these gains I'm seeing, I'm looking, I'm like, this is just like surreal. This is crazy. 100% in six months. That to me is not a true capital gain in dollars, although the government will argue that with you. 
that's inflation creeping in because you're taking inflated dollars and buying a solid strong currency that can't be inflated. Inflation comes from printing money. You can't print more Bitcoins. And when they're created, there's only a few that come out every four years. And then that few is, ha that few is halved every four years. So they just can't fire up the printing presses of the Bitcoin and make all these Bitcoins. They can't. It's a very smart system. That's why there are some predictions that eventually Bitcoin, because the quantity is going to get is fixed at 21 million. And when they're stopped being mined and people want them, the value is just going to keep going up and up and up and up, which still is your purchasing power. Cause then you're going to buy still Bitcoin with a inflated weak currency because of inflation. So I hope, I hope that makes sense to you because a lot of people don't understand that, but here's how you get your grubby hands on Bitcoin. Okay. I'm just trying to explain the dynamics and understanding what, what it is and why it is. And I hope I did. Now this is kind of the how I'm going to assume that some or most of you have bought a stock at least one time in your life through either a brokerage called E-Trade, Ameritrade, whatever. There's no difference in a cryptocurrency exchange like an E-Trade exchange or Ameritrade exchange to buy stocks. There's no difference, in my opinion, as far as buying buying cryptocurrency or Bitcoin. There's no difference. So if I want to buy an Apple stock, I just open up a new trade account. They find out who I am, crawl up my ass to the microscope, take my tax information, blah, 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 blah. I connect my bank account and I can buy a stock or stocks. That's what I did actually. Okay. Now to buy Bitcoin, you have to find an exchange. The one that I use is Coinbase. Coinbase has been in the news quite a bit because they went public and now they're traded public on the stock market for their company, not to buy stocks, to buy cryptocurrency. So if you want to buy Bitcoin, what I did is I opened up an account on Coinbase. Go to coinbase.com. Open up an account, prove your identity, blah, 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 blah. Then you're in, then you link your checking account or your credit card or whatever you want. So you can fund your account. Once that happens and you see the dollars are in there, it's just a matter of clicking on prices or type BTC in the search box on coinbase.com and you click the trade button and you buy it just like a stock. After you do that, it goes through the whole process through the blockchain again, and everything else. And it's a record. And now you have that on your account. Cause you have a wallet. Now the wallet thing kind of gets 
confusing a little bit, but a wallet is nothing more than that wallet purse, whatever, but your wallet is where you keep your money. Every time you go to buy a cryptocurrency, you have a, let's say you want to buy Bitcoin, Bitcoin wallet. Let's say you want to buy Ethereum. You have an Ethereum wallet. It don't think of it like it's one wallet where you shove all this crypto into. It's not. They're separate wallets. So let's say you had multi-currency currencies that you wanted to buy. Well, I'm going to keep my dollars in this wallet. I'm going to keep my rubles in that wallet. I'm going to keep my pesos in a separate wallet. You don't mix them up. I don't know why the fuck you would want to anyway. That's the difference. Wallets are no more than that. Where it gets kind of technical and you really don't need to know about it is your private key and your public key. But your private key is always in your wallet. Never share that with anybody. When you go to send or receive money, there is a public key, but that's an address to your wallet that has your private key. Never, ever, never share your wallet password or anything of any of your accounts of any way, shape or form to anybody ever. I don't fucking care who it is. Trust no one like Mulder says, and believe me, I had a safe full of silver. My wife at the time decided just to get up and fucking leave me. I shared the combination of the safe with her with all the all the silver I bought. And she, I said, sweetheart, if I die, here's the combo to the state safe that's in, in the basement. 27 years of fucking marriage. Don't trust anybody. I'm sorry to tell you that. Gave her the combination. She just hauled off and left to North Carolina. I come home one night because my friend... You better check your checking account. No, no, no. I, we have our separate accounts. She wouldn't do that. Well, you better check all your stuff. I'm like, you guys are full of shit. I know the woman I married. But I got home because I was playing guitar that night. I got home three o'clock in the morning, opened up my safe, and half of it was gone. Half of it was gone. I don't want to get into marital property and laws and all that shit. Half of it was gone. I bought it. Don't share your info with anybody. Get it? Okay. There I am being an asshole talking down to you. I'm telling you, trust no one. When you open up an account on Coinbase, you're going to have to have uh, your email and a password. And then there's also this two-factor authentication, that's what I'm going to call it, where you need your cell phone. It sends you a code. Or there's a Google, uh, what's it called? Google generator thing where a code will just arbitrarily generate a code on your phone so you can log in. I would recommend that because even if you do get your password or somebody steals it or whatever, you're dumb enough to share it. You need that, uh, authenticator. I can't even say it, but anyway, it's an app on your phone 
and it'll ask you authenticity uh, authenticator i guess so google authenticator and code code will be on your phone randomly and it changes like every 20 seconds you need to type that code in to get your account to count that's what i so the security is pretty damn good I don't know if it's perfect. I'm not a security guy. I'm not a cyber hacker or whatever, or uh, whatever they are. But that's pretty good. Because when you buy Bitcoin, then it's in your account, but it's on the Coinbase servers to be basic. This is where people go, okay, so where is it? It's sitting somewhere in Coinbase's possession. Uh, just earlier this week, I saw a story. There was an exchange that the CEO or president just decided to take everybody's fucking Bitcoin and all coins and disappear. Bye-bye. You also heard stories where some exchanges got hacked and Bitcoins were stolen or lost. Bye-bye. So here lies in what you do. I do. Sorry. See, I was gonna I said I was gonna say that. Here's what I did. And I have to give credit to Crypto Casey for this. She said, I recommend you keep your crypto on a hard storage device. Okay. So I bought one. I'm not gonna say which one. I'm like, okay, that's all right. You know, it's whatever. And the second one that she recommended, I mean, I'll just say it. I don't care because I use it and there's just no way you're going to find it or anything. So, uh, plus there's backups upon backups is a BC vault, a boy, Charlie vault. That's the one she recommends. So I got that one. So what I do and this is how you do it. The BC vault comes with its own hardware. Think of it like an iPod player, if you can, or a backup storage hard drive, external hard drive, it's pretty much the same thing, except it's not. But to describe this in simplest terms, that's what it is, except that it has all this encryption and it has its own software and all this crap to keep your Bitcoin safe. So after a predetermined amount that you don't want sitting on any exchange like Coinbase, you say, you know what? Uh, I don't trust you motherfuckers. You're not sitting on my Bitcoin and I wake up in the morning. Not that they would, but I'm just saying somebody hacked it, denial of service, or it just flat out disappeared. The bank got robbed. Okay. What are you going to do? There's no federally insured funds here. You lose your Bitcoin. You lose your Bitcoin. You're fucked. So if you want it to sit in not your physical possession, this is a cloud crap. Okay. I'm not a big fan of this cloud shit. I'm just not. 
Oh, don't worry. It's perfectly safe when we have this 256 encrypted blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sure. What happens when the internet goes down? How am I going to get my shit? Exactly. So call me old school. Call me old fashioned. Call me old. I don't really care what you call me. But you're not going to call me stupid. Stupid is as stupid does, right? We can all learn from Forrest Gump. So I don't want my crypto sitting, my Bitcoins, any of it, Ethereum, whatever I'm buying, I don't want it sitting on someone's server and God knows where, and it can just poof, disappear. Just like I came home that night, my ex-wife left me, my wife at the time, half of my shit's gone. What happened? Trust no one. Do you understand those words? Money does weird fucking things to people. Trust me on that one. 27 years of marriage, 20 years in a business, had my heart, soul, my life in this woman's hands. She gets something in her fucking head that was totally untrue, leaves and takes half my fucking silver. Okay, I'm sorry. I, if I heard, if I was in a time machine and I jumped back 20 years and I heard this shit and I heard me talking, I'd go, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but it's not Tim. It's not me. That's not going to happen. My wife would never do that to me. I beg of you, don't be so trusting. And that is very disappointing and very hard for me to share with you. Trust no one when it comes to this. If you get anything out of this, don't trust anybody. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm not saying it again, including the exchanges. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. This and that. Why would we do that? I don't fucking care. I don't know why you would do. Why do people do what they do when it comes to money? I have no idea. It's the most disappointing thing I've ever experienced in my life. Okay. Do you get it? Okay. So sitting on the exchange is no different. So I don't want my money. And this was a recommendation from crypto Casey. I don't want my money sitting on the exchange. So. You know, 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks, whatever, whatever predetermined number that you get up. Well, shit, I got like five grand on there. I don't want it sitting there disappearing. That's when you open up your BC vault, open up your software, connect it to your cord, your USB cord. Put your password in there. Then there's a password on the software and there's a password on your BC vault. It's like, well, what if I lose it? It don't matter. They need the password to get in the fucking gizmo. So the thing's just awesome. The only thing you need to do is back it up on a micro SD card, which is also password protected. So here lies in, you hear all these stories. Oh shit, I forgot my whatever. Crypto Casey recommends that you get a notebook and you write down your accounts and your passwords in the notebook and then put the notebook like in a very safe place, like a safe, just in case you do forget. 
But if you have your password to get in your P BC vault, both of them, there's two. And then your account, which is usually your email address and password for your exchange, which is Coinbase, you're good. And there's these backup words, things that you need and all this kind of shit. The, the way that I've done it, the process and the structure that I do, I don't need that. I'm not saying you don't. I just don't need that. So that takes the confusion and fear out of that. The way I do it, I don't need that stuff. You might need it for Coinbase if you get locked out of your account. Don't hold me to that. But I'm not worried about it because if I lose a grand or two in Coinbase, I'm not ruined. But if all my fucking Bitcoin's on there, I'm not going to be happy camper. This way, you open up the software on your computer. You open up BC Vault. You open up the software. It comes up. And that's where it says send or receive Bitcoin. And at that point, you're going to have to learn how to do that yourself because I'm not going through that. Just double check the address that you're sending to and always make sure it's the same cryptocurrency, Bitcoin to Bitcoin, Ethereum to Ethereum, Uniswap to Uniswap, all these maker to maker, Polygon to Polygon. You get it? It's like the match game when you're a kid and you flip over these cards and you got to find the exact match. Don't, you can't say, well, you can. Here's the thing. You can send your Bitcoin to an Ethereum wallet, but it's going bye-bye. It's not going to, oh, oops, I made a mistake. There are no mistakes in this stuff, man. I've lost 1500 bucks doing that because I didn't understand it. What I do is even to this day, I'll just send like 25 bucks to make sure that I'm doing it right. Because one time I sent 1500 bucks and it's gone because I didn't know what I was doing. There's no, oh, I got to call the bank and reverse the charge. It's gone, man. Do you understand it? It's gone. It disappears. It's a magic trick. It's gone. So if you make one mistake, you're going to pay whatever you sent to who knows where into cyberspace, it's gone. So triple check your addresses when you're sending it. Now, when you're sending it from Coinbase, you just go to your portfolio. Okay. And here we go. Mine comes up. And uh, there's U.S. dollar, blah, 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 blah. Here's my thing. I just click on uh, Bitcoin, which, see, I don't even have any in there because it's all on my wallet. But I'm just going to click anyway if my computer would work. Wow. And then they're sent. And you put the dollar amount, and it says two. Now, that's the address you're sending it to. So you open up your BC vault, get into that, get into your Bitcoin account wallet on the BC software and you click on receive and you copy that address and then you shove it into this two address 
on Coinbase that says two, it says mobile email or address, the address. So you just paste it to two, make sure it's Bitcoin, double check all that shit, hit continue, hit send, and it goes, are you sure you want to send this? Because you cannot reverse it. And you click send. Then you open up the BC Vault software and you'll see all these little, this little circle thing like a cue on a computer thinking the spinning wheel of death that you see when your computer thinks and, and it takes, uh, it takes anywhere from 10 minutes to I've had it, believe it or not, because it was a smaller dollar amount. Cause I told you I would do like 50 bucks just to test it. The miners don't really want to pick up that commission cause it's jack shit. They want the big dollars cause they're getting greedy. If you send a thousand, they'll pick that up in a second, but like the $50 tr transfers and stuff. I mean, it's taken days to go. So be patient. And then once you get that into your BC wallet or vault, BC vault into your Bitcoin wallet, it's there. And it's there. And then you decide when you're done, just like your wallet or your purse, where are you going to keep that motherfucker where it can't be stolen? And mine's in a safe, not here. So there you go. That is how I do that. And you just keep doing that. Keep doing that. I dollar cost average every week. You can set that up on Coinbase to buy hundred bucks a week in Bitcoin. And it'll automatically do it on what day you pick. And then you just sit there and watch it. Just like an E-Trade account. You're buying stocks. Or contributing to a 401k. Or simple IRA. Or whatever. Except you can see this at the click of a mouse. And you're managing this. And when these transfers go through. Of sending and receiving Bitcoin. It ain't going through anything. Except the blockchain system. Where all the computers are figuring out all the calculations that's turned into a block and then thrown on a chain. They're connected like a bicycle chain or a link, a link chain, chain link, whatever, chain. That can never be penetrated, never can be altered, never can be tampered with, nothing. You can't get into it because once it's on that part of that chain, you can't get into it. It's a block and it's sealed and it's done. You can't get into it. Because the processing power and the algorithms and all that stuff to, to do that cannot be overcome by a single computer, let alone a network of computers. That's why it's so secure, and that's why they don't like it. But they do like it for you because now you can't hide a goddamn penny because it's all going to be in blockchain ledger, and you ain't going to be able to hide a penny in your ass crack. That's what's happening and going to happen really soon if it's not already. And just to be safe in that, you shouldn't, uh, you should not not pay taxes. But, but the thing is, you can bet your ass the government's not going to use this for them. Because, well, you just can't. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, you know, just do what I say. How dare you? I'm all for it though. I mean, if you know what's good for the goose is good for the gander blockchain technology and accounting should be, uh, 
should be done. And quite honestly, if they did do that, there'd be no need for the IRS because it'd all be done automatically. There's no, there's no audits. <laughs> there's no threats. There's no payroll uh, penalties and interest. Of course, don't pay, but that could be all generated automatically. So I really think, and you have to stay contrarian here, so just opposite what I'm saying, but I really think CPAs and accountants are going to be nowhere near, near as needed as before. Any IRS uh, agents you're not going to need because this is all going to be blockchain. It's all going to be automatic. But you never know. It could increase the need for them if you're contrarian. Why? I don't know. I just can't see that. But it could happen. Never say never. You have to look both sides of the coin and do that. So hopefully I explained in the simplest terms how to buy. And then when you want to sell it, you just go to your exchange in your account, your Bitcoin account, and you can sell it. And you sell it. And it converts it into dollars. But if you made a gain, you're going to have to pay taxes on that. And using Coinbase, and I've just used it, there's a, uh, I think it's called Coin Tracker, if I'm not mistaken, that will, Coin Tracker, yeah. Just click on the taxes tab on Coinbase. And that will do all that for you and calculate your gain for your tax, uh, for your taxes, whether it's short-term or long-term, long-term capital gains right now is 20% from what I know could be wrong. And then whatever your AGI taxable rate federal and state is, if it's a short-term gain, which I think is less than two years, I could be wrong. Regardless, you're paying taxes on your gains, state and federal. But they want to tax this. I heard Biden wants to go up to 80% on crypto. So what that's going to do, it, just by saying that, which so that's why they don't like this. They're going to make you sell it now. So you take your gain or they're going to make you hold it. And I really honestly can't see any. See, if the government was smart, they would buy Bitcoin. And so would the states. The thing is, I'm not sure. Because I know the Constitution says states cannot create any currency unless it's backed by silver and gold, I think. So I don't know if legally the states can do that. I don't know. This is a whole can of worms here. The problem is, from what I know, that the Constitution doesn't state what the federal government can do. But you would assume that if they're saying the state's got to do it, so would the federal government. So I said there's a bunch of loopholes and shit in here open in to interpretation. And if they would quit bending it or or manipulating it to their whim for what they're doing, because we never should have had a currency that's not backed by gold. But that was severed in 1971 by Nixon because we couldn't afford the Vietnam War. So now it's free to float against all the other currencies and our currency's backed by absolutely nothing. But I would say if they're smart, they would buy Bitcoin. I think China, this is just all speculation. China's really loading up on gold and Bitcoin. And I'm probably going to just take a wild ass prediction guess that they're just going to say, 
fuck all of you. We're going to Bitcoin and it's going to be backed by gold. Now, if they do that, that's just such a strong currency. That's nuts. That's just sick. But instead of going, you know what? This is an opportunity. We should just take all our dollars and convert it to Bitcoin and go to Bitcoin. They won't do that. So they're going to fight this to keep the almighty dollar around, which is doomed to fail. It's a fiat money system. They, they usually last 40 years. Do your homework. So they won't do that. So if this administration does do that, then I'm sure the next one or the one after that, they're going to go, you know, no, this is ridiculous. You're not paying 80% on your gains for a currency or Bitcoin or whatever, whatever they're going to call it. I do think eventually, and it is already in some countries, it will be used as a currency. That's just my prediction. But I don't really know if it will. See, a backed, a gold backed Bitcoin, I don't see how that could fail. I just really don't. Once it's severed from gold, then, well, any fiat money system, Bitcoin's a fiat money system. But it's not by decree by a government. It's by the people. We, the people, say Bitcoin is money. And that's what scares the hell out of them. Because in my opinion, it's really nobody's business to do with your money. And if you're doing naughty things, that's what the law enforcement's for. And they'll come get you. Well, it's total anonymity. Uh, not really because you need to know your customer before you can do any transactions on an exchange. Now, is there exchanges you can do that on? Probably. And keep your anonymity? Probably. But you better make sure they have taxes or you can do your own taxes for the for the gain to pay taxes on it because they they've said more than once they're coming after you for it but they're probably going to get all their information off of an exchange so i don't know you do what you want to do i'm just showing and sharing what i do so that's pretty much how you buy sell and store bitcoin it's really very simple. If you do it the way I found out to do it, if you want to use a different exchange and a different hard wallet, like a Trezor, Trezor or, you know, nothing against them, but if you want to do it that way and you want to do it off of uh saber.com or whatever, or whatever, there are these other exchanges, that's your choice. That's what's great about this. But this works for me. And this is very simple and understandable. And it's not in code. And you don't really need to know a lot education-wise to be intimidated by this. I remember when I first started buying stocks on E-Trade and stuff, I was really scared. Because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. But it's just like anything, you have to get used to it. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But the way you sell trade, whatever, store Bitcoin, it's the same for the altcoins too. Now, the BC Vault doesn't have all the altcoins in it. So if you're going to get 
into speculation and pick a long shot in an altcoin, you're probably not going to be able to store down your BC vault. But my strategy is this. This is my strategy, not for you. That I play with the altcoins on my Coinbase account in there. And when it gets to a certain amount, that take and convert it to Bitcoin because you're going to pay a tax on that. Then I shove it into my Bitcoin account, my bank base. Then I send it to my BC wallet. So if you want to hold some of these altcoins forever, that's entirely up to you. There's probably some hard storage wallets that accept a lot of the altcoins or the DeFi coins, decentralized finance. That's what that means. Knock your shit out. I'm not saying the way I do it is the only way. It's the way I do it. This is what I feel comfortable with. And I know I'm not going to wake up one morning and, and all my crypto's gone. Or the web page is gone for Coinbase, which it might sometime for whatever reason. It's like, where the fuck's my Bitcoin? It's gone. Poof. I've lost everything already. I'm not doing that again. And I lost everything by trusting somebody. So don't trust anybody. I'm getting on that rant again. Don't trust Coinbase. That's all on you. If you want to take that chance and that risk, remember that's on you. Trust yourself. Get that shit off the exchanges and put it into a hard wallet like BC Vault. After you start doing this for probably a month or something, you'll go, oh, yeah, this is all right. But for the love of God, like Crypto Casey said, and watch her videos on YouTube. They're phenomenal. Best ones out there. And write all your information in a book, your spiral notebook, or your dear diary, or whatever the fuck you use, and put it somewhere for safekeeping. So just in case... For whatever reason, you forget your password or your account or whatever, you don't get in there, you're, you're fucked. You say goodbye. You say goodbye. And I think that's where the big fear is. So just for summarization, I'm going to get into the chat room. Buying and selling Bitcoin or cryptocurrency is no different than buying and selling stocks on an exchange. E-Trade, Exchange, Stocks, Bonds, Coinbase, Cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Ox, whatever. Same shit. The difference is with stocks with E-Trade, your money sitting in that account that's insured by the federal government up to $250,000, I think. It stays there. They have your money. Not you. Coinbase, your Bitcoin is sitting on the exchange. It's not in your hands. It's not you. If it somehow disappears, vaporizes, evaporates, whatever, bye-bye. It's gone. Gone. Never to get it back. That's why you back up your crypto on a hard storage wallet, preferably BC Vault.
What I do, what I use, I'm not talking out of my ass. This isn't theory. This isn't stuff I read. These aren't videos I saw. This is what I do. I'm sharing what I do because I think there's a lot of great opportunity still, whether it's in altcoins. You started getting into altcoins, in my opinion, for me, you're kind of like going to Vegas. I mean, you can look at the market caps and you can look at this and you can look at that and you can look exactly what their strategy is if it's ethereum based and contracts and uh, ease of use and lowering costs blah 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 that's entirely up to you but that's going to take time for you to understand what's going on in cryptocurrency you're going to have to understand what's going on before you decide to start playing in that market i would be very careful anybody recommending anything and look at it this way, and this is on a Robert Kiyosaki podcast that he had an expert, crypto expert on, a younger guy. He, Robert Kiyosaki calls himself old. He doesn't get this stuff, but he but he gets it. The young guy's got it all figured out, whatever. I, I don't think, I kind of think he's joking a little bit. He knows more than he says, but he's just saying, you got you to gotta learn about this stuff. But this crypto expert, and I really wish you'd listen to it. Podcast on Rich Dad Poor Dad. He goes, think of, you know, now he didn't say this exactly, but this is what Robert said. Robert said, okay, so Bitcoin is gold and Ethereum is silver. And he kind of agreed with that, but not really. It was more of like a freedom, freedom of your money and if you don't believe in the US dollar, you should be buying Bitcoin. But then if you believe like in like an industrial revolution type of thing for business, then you should invest into Ethereum. Now, don't quote me on that, but that's kind of what he was saying. It's a fascinating, fascinating podcast. You got to go back four to six weeks, maybe two months. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It'll be right there. Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum and crypto, whatever. You know, like he talks about it every day. I think it was the only episode he had on it. So, and then again, Max Kaiser, cryptocurrency, uh, crypto Casey, sorry. Uh, they're all on Twitter. They're all on YouTube. They all have their own channels. But I'm sick of people. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't. Hopefully you kind of got a basic grasp of what I'm saying. If you take what I said, of course you can talk to anybody. Oh no, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's okay. Whatever. Okay. It works for me. All right. It works for me. I've been doing it for a few years now. My system works for me. It might not work for you. Just like working out. I have a certain routine. I work out what I do and eat this and do that and take these supplements. It might not work for you, but be very careful who you're asking what and listening to and taking action. That's all I'm going to tell you. And again, trust no one. I don't give a flying fuck who they are. Trust yourself. You better have your crypto in your grubby little hands you don't have it somebody else does and in my experience when you give that type of trust out you're gonna lose it 
And that would just be heartbreaking to see somebody go through all that hard work. Think somebody has your back. Think you can trust them with your life and everything else. And you go to open your safe and half of it, if not all of it's fucking gone. Oh, that's not going to happen to me. Okay. I hope you're right. Because I said the same thing. Swear to God. Never in my life was I thought betrayed by my wife at the time. Trust no one. Do your homework. Read the Bitcoin standard. There's another book called Why Read Bitcoin. Or Why Read Bitcoin. Why Buy Bitcoin. I just started reading that. That's pretty good. It's off of Amazon on Kindle. Really read about like the gold. I think there's a gold standard all about gold. You have to understand money. Uh, Mike Maloney, goldsilver.org. That's really good resource. You have to learn. You don't have to, but if you, if you teach yourself more about the history of money and how it started and how the banking system is and the federal reserve, and how, what our monetary policy is and how it got to where it is and why we're a gazillion dollars into debt and why no history in the nation has ever survived on a fiat money system. Ours is no different. You'll get it, but you don't, you don't have to do that, but it's not going to hurt. It's going to increase your financial intelligence. And then if you get to that point, you can share it. Here's the big thing. You can share it with people, but chances are they're going to look at you like you're a Martian. You know. What are you talking about? That don't sound right. There's no way that could happen. That never happened. Hyperinflation. What's that? That ain't going to happen. Our government won't let it happen. That's the law of money in, in physics, in dynamics. You, there's nothing you can do about it. It has nothing to do with what they want or they don't want. They know. We always repeat our history. Unfortunately, we don't learn by our mistakes. And nobody's going to tell you. Nobody's going to warn you. My, my prediction. And I put this shit on Facebook. And it's already coming true. I mean, just inflation is going to go through the roof. And that's just not my opinion. That's experts know what they're talking about but it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see it and feel it and predict it they're predicting hyperinflation look that one up that's where you lose the value of your money oh i got a thousand bucks look at that and it keeps growing well that's because a loaf of bread costs you 500 bucks getting all the gas is going to cost you 20 bucks whatever because once hyperinflation starts going exponential, not all the money in the world is going to buy what you need because you can't make it that fast. And it gets to a point where it keeps escalating exponentially that you can't keep up with it. You, the prices are going to change every day, if not even hourly, when it gets to that point. The only thing you can do is prepare. So if anything, if you got anything out of this, maybe I kind of helped you to understand a little bit what Bitcoin is, 
do do more of your homework to get more detail if you really exactly want to know what it is and where it came from from satoshi and the white papers and all that shit and then what ethereum is and all these other altcoins too but all coins, in my opinion, and Robert Kiyosaki said, dude, it's like derivatives of like not specifically Bitcoin or Ethereum, but they're derivatives thereof of cryptocurrency. And then there's actually is some derivatives of the derivatives. So you need to look that up too. But hard money has always been silver and gold. And I really do think Bitcoin is too. That's just my opinion based on my research and what I'm seeing. You want the hardest, most stable money that you can have. And when you don't understand something, it's intimidating and scary. So hopefully that helps if you still don't understand it, either I didn't do my job or you're not listening and go back and write everything down that I told you in, in the order that I said, and then watch YouTube videos. You just type Bitcoin or buying and selling Bitcoin or whatever. I would stick with Bitcoin. That's what I'm doing. I'm sticking with Bitcoin and just dabbling in the altcoins, but specifically Bitcoin. And look at how to buy and sell what is Bitcoin and, and learn as much as you can. I spent a month every night when I was usually watch television shows or Hulu or Netflix. And I go, you know what? I'm going to turn all that shit off and I'm going to learn for a month everything I can about Bitcoin. And I did. Pretty much off of YouTube. And once you start getting down that and you start watching stuff, then it just rolls into the next one and the next one. I actually fell asleep listening to this shit. So I've done my homework, but I'm not saying I know everything. But I did come up with my system for me that works. And when I recently went out of it, I'm like, man, I could see how people are really scared and confused of this because it started taking me down that road. I'm like, nope, forget it. I'm sticking with what works. And what works is what I just shared with you. But who knows? They're saying Bitcoin could go to $200 million a coin eventually. Max Kaiser's predicting $250,000 per Bitcoin by the end of this year. Six months. He predicted by the end of last year, it would be 20,000. It went to 25,000. So Max knows something. And I'm not saying he's being informed or, you know, it's a conspiracy or anything. He, he's a very smart guy. He, he has his own ways of figuring things out. And um, I mean, hell, even if it goes to $100,000 a coin, that's double what it is now. I mean, you have to answer yourself this question. How greedy do you want to be? And then you got people that are contrarians, and this is good. You need both sides. Of course, until you don't meet community standards and whatever. But you need both sides to figure shit out. You need the good and the bad, the left and the right, the up and the down, the black and the white, the whatever. 
And Peter Schiff just like, I don't get it. Bitcoin ain't worth shit pretty much. It's going to go to zero. You better cash out and take your profits now. So I kind of listened to that and I, I'm like, well, I'm not going to cash everything out, but I'm going to take it out. And I did buy something that I hope will be a collectible, but I have something to show for it because I've lost a lot of money in stocks and I don't want to get into that with nothing to show. I was married for 27 years, ran a company turned $10,000 into $30 million. I have nothing to show. So I kind of listened to that a little bit. You always got to be open-minded. And I'm like, you know what? I don't agree with him, but he does make some sense. The last thing you want to do is be greedy and be at the blackjack table and you can't lose. You got a pile of fucking chips and you go, you know what? Just one more. I'm betting it all and you lose it. Instead of taking some off. When I've been Vegas, I'd always keep. I'd build up to like a hundred dollar chip and I shove in my pocket. Or my wife and I at the time, she liked playing slots, the slot machines. Any coupons that we won, the tickets that spit out that you won and you cashed out, shoved them in our pocket and we put it in the safe in the room. So we wouldn't go home with nothing, which was a good strategy because we never did. Sometimes we lost, sometimes we gained. But the point is, is that we didn't come home with nothing. You don't want to do this and come home with nothing. And even cryptocurrency says, take a little bit of profits. Take some off the table. That's their advice. I necessarily don't disagree with that because you'll have something to show what you do with those profits is entirely up to you. You can buy something, cash it out, keep the cash, buy gold, buy silver. You know, that's up to you, but I've learned the hard way. Don't just keep going. Don't trust people by putting it in a fucking safe and sharing the combination. Don't trust the exchanges by keeping it there. Oh, nothing's going to happen. They got the best encryption on the planet. Yeah, well, the problem is it's run by people. And if people decide, look at all look at all this fucking Bitcoin we got, you know what? It's time to disappear. Betrayal is so hard to accept. Take it from somebody that I never thought in a million years it would happen to me. But it did. So learn by by. It's not that you're stupid, you're trusting. Well, what do you mean? We have marriage and bound by God and we have each other's back. Yeah, until a bunch of Bitcoin comes into the, or a safe full of silver comes into the picture and then they twist it and you say something and then they make it about you. Oh, well, why are you so worried or protective about that? Because, <laughs> because that's our life savings and you fucking took half of it. Then they twist it around you. Oh, what's your problem? Excuse me? I'm telling you. I'm telling you, for the love of God, please at least consider what I'm saying to you. That would never happen to me. <laughs> yeah. I said the same thing.
So the only person you can trust is yourself. And even when you do that, don't be greedy. Don't play one more hand because you're kicking ass. I'm just going to play one more hand. I'm leaving because you're going to lose it all. So that's all I can tell you. And like I said, you want to dabble in the altcoins or Ethereum or whatever, knock your shit out. But do your homework. This is something that could be a hobby. Some people make a living off of it. Whatever, that's your choice. But for me, if I don't do this and life dealt me a shitty hand in my 50s, that there is just no way in hell. I could work two jobs, three jobs, and save enough money to retire on. It just ain't going to happen. And to deny that is apathy. The only chance in hell that I got to, to, to redeem myself and get any substantial net worth is through Bitcoin. Most people don't understand it, though. The people on CNBC still don't even get it. Well, I don't understand. It's a virtual this and that. It's always virtual. And then it's not even, you can't even get to it because someone else has it. And but they don't know what they're talking about. Don't listen to those dingbats. All they know is the stock market and futures and uh, Warren Buffett, nothing against him and all these other guys that just don't understand it. And it's taboo. And the thing is, is that they're missing out on it because they refuse to accept a new technology or a new type of investment that they cannot understand. So I don't pay attention to any of them. Once in a while, you get an expert on there in a crypto market and go, this is just amazing. It's a revolution and you're all missing out on it. It's been compared to when the internet first came out for, I don't get it. You mean I'm going to have to get on my computer to order a pizza? Why can't I just pick up the phone? It's that kind of shit. And we never knew what would happen with the internet. And look at it now. We can't live without it. That's what they're comparing Bitcoin to in the cryptocurrency market. It's the, the um, beginning of a new era. You're either going to get into it, use it, or you're not. So hopefully I explained it enough in the most simplest terms for you to understand about this very complex, confusing, all new terminology, all new language, amazing space called cryptocurrency and specifically Bitcoin. So you do what you got to do. I hope you make a million dollars. And if you do, great. I don't want the credit. I don't want anything for it. This is education and me sharing what I'm doing. It's on you. Just like if you decide to do this and you lose your ass, I don't want to hear it. Either way, I don't want to hear it. I just want people to have the opportunity to do it. What you do with it is up to you. That's it. I needed to share this because I love seeing people succeed. Most people are jealous and they hate seeing people succeed. I don't get it. 
because they're jealous. They're like, oh, Jesus Christ, why can't I do that? You know how much shit I heard because I was successful in my business and I didn't even get a degree in business? I spent a hundred grand on my degree. I got a master's in MBA. Tim didn't go to school and look at all the money he made. That's wrong. No, that's not wrong. That's capitalism. Dumbass. And intuitiveness. That stuff, and not that I'm saying I'm him, that's things that like Steve Jobs did. People that are anomalies or people that set the standards or think out of the box. And then when they do that and they're successful, they're made fun of or made an example of in how to not do it because they didn't do the indoctrination and get the degrees and go through the whole process. No, that's why they are who they are because they didn't do that. And that's what Bitcoin is. So it's there. You're just going to have to decide to keep your emotions out of it, which is very difficult to do. I've seen Bitcoin go from, fuck, I've seen it go from 3,000 to 10,000 to 12,000 to 3,000 back down to 8,000 to 10,000 to 15,000 to 20,000, 25,000, 30. 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, $64,000. I've seen it. If you can't take that type of volatility, then don't waste your time. I've also seen a house in Vegas that I bought for 300 grand in 2008 that went down to $99,000. Talk about a ride. And if I sold it, I would have been fucked. So I hung on to it until it hit about 235 and short sailed it. If you don't have that type of disconnect, you're going to have a problem. It's a very volatile thing. I, I think things happen for a reason. In me experiencing that with that house gave me an advantage now for Bitcoin and being able to weather and survive. This is counterintuitive. And this is what I'm going to share with you and I'm done. People want to buy investments in crypto when it's high. And it keeps going higher. Oh, you know, I don't know about that. Uh, and then it gets to a point where it's just so high. It's like, okay, I got to get in on this. Then they buy high. Then it crashes or it goes down and then they sell. Oh my God. I knew I shouldn't have done this. I just got fucked. This is how I think with this stuff. Now, when you're going to buy something, don't you look for something that's on sale or the lowest price you ever seen. There's a special, right? Blue light special at Kmart for people that are my age. understand that or looking for the best price or waiting to buy something that's on sale. You don't wait till it's the highest price it's ever been. Look, it's full retail. Well, fuck it. I'm just going to buy it. Well, why would you do that when you know it's going to go on sale? Same thing with this. You don't, or I don't want to buy this shit when it's at its highest price. You want to wait till it goes on sale and it drops, but people don't do that. They buy when it's high and when it goes down, they sell and they lose money. 
it's counter counterintuitive. So you just have to think that it's on sale. I'm waiting for this fucker to go on sale. But it's very hard to do. I've seen some wild fucking rides here. Just last week, it went down to 48,000. I'm like, fuck, I should sell. No, Tim, you should buy. Yep. Just don't react to it. And just hang on. I mean, that's what I'm doing. Hang on. I've seen it go from $3,000 to $64,000. What does that mean? That's pretty volatile. That's what that means. If you can't handle that type of ride, then you're not in the right game. So that's that. So I hope I helped. But again, I just kept seeing posts and everybody's really confused. And the more they, it seems people are trying to figure it out, the more confused they get. So share the show, listen to it 10 times, listen to all the references I gave and referrals, and it might take a year or so to finally get it. It might not. You might pick it up right away. But what I shared with on this show is what I do. I am not suggesting that's what you do or anything of the kind. I'm just telling you, I went through all that crap and all that trying to figure all this out and I found out what works for me and I broke it down to the most simplest terms and the most secure and trusting for me because if I lose any of this I'm fucked I don't have the time I do not have time on my side I don't know what your situation is that's totally up to you everybody can write their own story but I would really think you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't at least pay attention to this because it's amazing and can be very entertaining if you know what you're watching because it'll all start to make sense all right so that's it i gotta go i'm gonna check in the chat room get the hell out of here there's a bunch of people in here wow i'm sorry i didn't check back into uh got blockchain dub Hello, Crypto Talk. Yeah. In the last part, she gave some incorrect info. Like what? Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be 100% accurate. I said that. I will misspeak or make mistakes. That's, you did your homework. That's fine. That's great. I'm not saying I'm right or accurate all the time. I'm a human being. I make mistakes. Can I call in? Absolutely. If you want to. Where the hell'd you go? Yeah, here. I'll put the number in if you want to call. 815-212-912. There you go. What else? Oh, in 20 years. Yeah, okay, whatever. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to pick numbers. <laughs> no, not 20 years. It doesn't matter when they're going to stop mining it. The point is they're going to stop mining it. What do you mean not at all? Bitcoin is 100% inflationary? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. The supply is going down. It's anti-inflationary. That's just my opinion. Yeah, slightly incorrect. That's fine. I don't, like I said, I'm not, I'm breaking this down in simplest terms so people can do their homework. If they find something different, great. I don't, I don't even have a script here, man, or no resources. This is basic, simple terms. It's like the alphabet. 
So you don't have to buy Bitcoin. You don't have to buy anything. You have five different types of wallets. That all depends on what you're buying. Website, software, hard wallet, cool wallet, paper wallet. I don't know what that means. Communicator. Yeah, cool. That's what I use. Man, a lot of incorrect info about Bitcoin here. No, not on basic terms. It's not. Uniswap is an exchange. Uh, Uniswap might be an exchange, but you can buy it on Bitcoin or not Bitcoin. Now you're confusing me. You can buy it on uh, Coinbase. See, this is, this is what I was afraid of. I mean, we could sit here and debate all the shit all day long. I got no skin in the game here. Uniswap. You want me to read it? I won't. Uniswap, UNI. Uniswap is an Ethereum token that powers Uniswap, an automated liquidity provider that's designed to make it easy to exchange Ethereum. So there's your exchange right there. Uh, ERC20 tokens. There is no order book or central facilitator on Uniswap. Instead, tokens are exchanged through liquidity pools that are defined by smart contracts. Okay, it's an Ethereum token. It says right there. So it's it's an exchange with crypto because you can't exchange something if you don't have it, right? So see, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to get into this shit because this is way too complicated and confusing. And... I don't know what you're saying when I said incorrect about Bitcoin. I'm not saying I didn't say anything, but to say the comment, there's a lot of misinformation is not true. I basically just said basically what it is, basically how to buy it, basically how to sell it, basically how to store it. Cause nobody knows that, or that's the biggest problem. Most people don't understand it. So, and dude, I don't make a living out of it. Not that you do or whatever your comments are, but I don't, I don't have any skin in that game. I'm trying to point people in the right direction so they can figure it out on their own. So I'm sure what I said, uh, misinformation is not really a nice word. So if there's any misinformation, they'll find it when they're doing their own homework. But what I said, hello, Misty, how are you? What I said was not being misinformative. I'm not misguiding people. The facts or the exact situation not might be letter for letter or word for word, but I am not misinforming people. So there might be some facts that might, might not be exactly right. So that's that. So, but I'm not misinforming people, especially on purpose. So whatever, if you want to call in, that's it. It's uh 815-900-0912. Otherwise I'm going to go. That's it. So, all right, let me jump into. I don't know how I can misinform people when I've been doing it for fucking almost three years. I don't get it. Read books, watch videos from the professionals and people know what they're talking about. I'm giving you sources and information for you to make up your own mind and do your own homework. And I shared how I do it. I'm not misinforming. 
So I don't get it. And I get, I get nothing out of this. All right. Do, 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 do. Oh, and my session's going to end in four minutes anyway. So that's it. All right, I'm going to go. So uh, just listen to this 15 times. Verify everything I said with facts and people in any try to sell you shit. Read books, watch videos, watch YouTube. Do your homework before you do anything. And um, good luck. That's all I can tell you. But what I said on here is what I do. And I've turned Bitcoin from well a lot i've I've made a lot so my opinion is and my definition and i'm going to go bitcoin is anti-inflationary because it is not inflated it's not inflation because it's not overprinted or produced in supply that's where inflation comes in so you can figure out what you want I'm just saying my opinion. That's my opinion. That's not information. That's my opinion based on my perspective and doing my homework, just like you're going to come up with yours. So I could really care less what you do. I just wanted to share what I do because there's a lot of confusion. And when that happens, people get scared. Then they get misinformed and they make stupid mistakes just like I have. <laughs>